on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Here's the pitch. Popped him up. This one on the infield left side. Crawford underneath of it, and he will make the catch, and the Giants win in 11 here tonight. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. I have not said these words very often this year, especially lately, especially since May 22nd. That was a rough one. That was a rough one for the Brewers. Certainly let one get away. They could have clinched the series against the Giants, and uh, instead they end up losing by a 9-6 score. Uh, one of those cliches that we use sometimes as sports broadcasters is, well, that st- the score doesn't tell, isn't you know an indication of the game, doesn't tell the story of the game, whatever it might be. That's true. That is true on this one. A game that's 2-1 in the ninth inning, 2-2 going to the tenth inning, and then... A total of, what, 3, 6, 10, 11 total runs are scored between the two teams uh, in the 10th and 11th innings. This thing went very differently very, very, very quickly. Uh, welcome into the program. Want to join us? We're here for you. We got you till midnight, the next 55 minutes. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Tax Line. You can tweet into the program as well. At Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Um, look, let's, let's, let's state the obvious. If Avisail Garcia makes that catch out in, out in right field, the Brewers win this game. That's, that's the bottom line. So a lot of other things happened. Those other things matter. But the bottom line is that this is a game where you can look at a single moment that has an impact on the Brewers winning or losing. And this is a game where that single moment, and a lot of times I talk about you know, a lot of things lead into a win, a lot of things lead to a loss, and obviously that happens today. There's, there's other things in this game that happen that helps lead to the win, helps lead to the loss. But this is one of those games where you can really look at a singular moment, and, and that would have been the final out. If that catch is made in right field, the Brewers win this game, and they end up not winning it. You give them a ton of credit for scoring the three runs in the bottom of the 10th inning after they allowed the three runs in the top of the 10th. Uh, other things happen, certainly. And, and Avisa Garcia has had a fantastic season for the Brewers. Like I don't, I'm not trying to sit here and, and rip on the guy, but this is a moment, and I'm sure he knows it himself. You go make that catch out in right field, and the Brewers do uh, end up winning the game. This is also a game where... The, the current bullpen predicament, it's, it's putting you in a really tough spot. I think you can, you can look at this as being really the second game this year where if the Brewers have their normal group of relief pitchers, they're probably winning the game. They probably are. They're this, the way things go down against some of these pitchers, uh, you know, Miguel Sanchez probably isn't in at that spot. Brent Suter probably isn't in at that spot. Sal Romano absolutely is not in in the spot that he was pitching. So this is the second game. The first one was uh, that the Hauser game and everything that went down with that. This is the second game since the Brewers have been dealing with all these COVID issues that you can directly link the COVID issues to the Brewers uh, losing a game because of the way they are forced to use their bullpen here uh, here at the moment. 
855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Tough loss, tough loss today for the Brewers. Over a 162-game season, you get a few of these. The good thing for the Brewers, they have built themselves quite the lead that there's a you're okay. You can you can have a, a loss like this, and, and everything's going to be all right. The sun's still going to come up tomorrow, and the Brewers are still going to be in a very good position with where they're at. 855-616-1620, the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We're back with more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 1-2 pitch. An 11-inning, 9-6 loss for the Brewers to the Giants series, even 1-1 rubber game of the match. Coming up tomorrow afternoon here at American Family Field. Welcome back into the program, 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's grab our first phone call of the program. Andy is in Oostburg. Hey, Andy, you're on WTMJ. Hello. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. I'm going to play a little backseat uh, coaching here, so forgive me. But and so, looking at the, the tenth and eleventh innings, um, the Giants both had this situation occur. They they have a guy on tenth inning, bases loaded, nobody out. Posey hits a slow grounder up the middle, scores two runs, and they could go on to score a few more. Eleventh um, inning, similar situation, a little different. Guy in third base, uh, next guy, next batter gets a base hit, scores one or more more runs, score after that. In each case, no outs are are scored or are, are recorded for the Brewers. In this situation, wouldn't you want to play your infield back, knowing that the next inning, the next time you're bad, you have a guy in second base that will likely score? Yeah, Andy, so. I appreciate the, the call and the question. It's a fantastic question. So let me start by saying this. If I'm managing the Brewers, I'm probably playing the infield back at that moment. I'm probably not bringing them in because of uh, what you just mentioned, having the runner on at second and the possibility of being able to score a single run being, being so much higher. So uh, I would agree with that. I probably would not have done that if I was the one making the decisions. But let's jump into why that decision is probably being made in the this moment, and I, I don't know if Craig Council addressed it during his post game talk or not. We'll, uh, we'll we'll air that back coming up uh, in about a half hour, so uh, we'll see if he said. But just without um, without knowing what Craig Council said, but just watching him manage and knowing some of the things he believes in, what I'm guessing is it had something to do with kind of the the, the run scoring environment because this was a game that was a very low scoring game uh, at, at that moment. We're talking about uh, each team was, was sitting there with, with a couple runs. So at that moment, when you haven't scored many runs during the course of the game, I think in that moment, a single run feels a lot bigger. You know, It counts for a higher percentage of the total scoring as opposed to later on when you know, scoring really picked up there uh, in in the extra innings, and it does feel a little bit different. They also they had uh, they faced Brandon Belt on two separate occasions in the tenth and the eleventh. In the tenth inning, they intentionally walk him. He still comes around to score. In the eleventh inning, he hits the home run. So it's a darned if you do, darned if you don't uh, kind of situation. I 
I don't think it was an egregious mistake to play the infield in. Now, it, it came back and it really bit the team where you, where you don't want to get bit. When it was happening in the moment, I kind of thought to myself, huh, that's an interesting decision to, to pull the infield in. If you, and if it works, if you can get out of there without a run scoring, then, then obviously it looks good. There's been a lot of reaction to it, a lot of very negative reaction to it, I guess, I wouldn't have done it, but I wasn't overly bothered by it. And I'm not trying to be wishy-washy uh, when it comes to it, but I guess that's what I would say, that I was not uh, overly bothered by the fact um, that they didn't um, that they, 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 they played in at the moment. And it didn't work. It didn't work. Uh, and sometimes decisions don't work, and that's just kind of the way things are. Uh, Doug texting in. This is a tough one tonight. Talk about a bullpen imploding. That was it. Uh, then to have it end with Sour Mano. Good luck with that. Another virus uh, loss. Trying to be patient, but this is a big problem. Um, yeah, so it's not a big problem. Like it's a big problem in the moment, but but big problems are are big problems that have long term implications. Today there were no more uh, COVID positives. You hope that happens. This is this is a problem that is impacting this team uh, here in the uh, here in the month of August. And if this was happening in September, yeah, big problem. If this was going to have an impact on the team in the postseason, yeah, big problem. It's just it's an annoying problem right now. And I don't talk about them from the big picture because COVID is a big problem in our country. But from a baseball perspective, it's really annoying that it's happening right now. And you just hope that they're able to get all the way through it. Eight five five six one six one six. 2855-616-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well at Matt Pauley on air. Craig Kishon from Valley Sports Wisconsin joins us next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. The pitch. Swing and a fly ball. Right field. Warning track. Brewers suffer one of their, if not the toughest loss of the season. Is there another loss this year where there is a single moment that was the difference between a win and a loss? I don't know. Like it's always, and there's other plays that implicate that you know impact this game. But there is a single moment in this game that took the win right at that moment away from the team. They still had a chance to win, but they for sure would have won had that catch been made. We welcome in Craig Kishon from Bally Sports Wisconsin. and th- These things happen over the course of 162 games, but in the moment, fans are upset, and, and rightfully so. This is one that the Brewers give away. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, really a shame. It just is really a shame that they couldn't finish it out. Uh, this is why baseball, you know, you, you use the old cliche, you got to get that 27th out, and um, it, it just, for whatever reason, didn't happen for Avi out there tonight. It was... Uh, it wasn't a, the greatest route he took to go after that fly ball. And um, of all places to get caught up in padding, the only place you can get caught up in padding in this ballpark is straightaway right field where that picnic area is out there because the padding actually uh, comes to the um, playable side mm-hmm. of the field to the warning track rather than having a flat surface wall like everywhere else. 
So he, he caught a, an arm, an elbow, or a shoulder the first time, and then he, he got tripped up with his feet and then caught it again just as he had an opportunity to get a glove on the ball and, and never did. So it goes as a triple. It's it still, to me, I mean, you just flat out have to catch that ball. So I guess I don't care what it's scored at this point. Yeah. A triple or an error, obviously it's a triple, but it, it just has to be made. And just one moment on the scoring. If he takes the right path there, because he went out towards basically the foul pole and then came back in. Right. If he takes the correct path to that ball and then his arm bumps against the padding like you just mentioned and that kind of knocks him off course like it happened, then I'd probably rule it a triple. But what, for me, it was that path and him coming back. And again, I the, the rule book... And you know Tim O'Driscoll is a fantastic official scorer. I would probably have gone air on, on that one tonight, just the yeah, way the I, whole I process so played out. I, I think so too, because I, I guarantee you, and I don't, I don't know if he's spoken downstairs to the media or not, but I guarantee you, he's going to tell you he's he has to catch that ball. He should have caught that ball. Um, it, it seemed a more routine than it turned out to be. Um, that's for sure. Got a text message from the 262, and, and this person has texted a few times about this, and we haven't been able to address it just due to time, so it's a good chance to do it. Uh, Sour Mano's not the answer. Why won't the Brewers give former Brewer Brandon Kinsler a try? Surely Kinsler would be better than Romano, and Kinsler is a free agent. Go get him. You know, Romano was a guy who was, was designated, and the Brewers are in such a spot right now with the COVID stuff. They're just kind of they're, they're grabbing guys at, at this point and seeing what they can get out of anybody. I don't want to speak out a turn here, and, and, and I've never heard this officially from Kinsler, so maybe I shouldn't even say this, but I'm about to. I I don't know if Kinsler would want to return to the Brewers, just heard, just based off some things I've heard here and there, to be perfectly honest with you. I wouldn't doubt it, and I, I can't even go into details yeah. on that either, but it uh, some some um, marriages don't end well, yeah. let's just put it that way. Yeah, I, and I, I think that's the case, so... That would be my answer, and hopefully I don't get in trouble for saying what I just said. I, I think a lot of people, you know, every time Jonathan Lucroy is available, mm-hmm. everyone wants the Brewers to re-sign him, and that marriage didn't end well either. Jeremy I mean, Jeffress is another one. Yeah, I mean, it, it happens. So yeah. It and, just does. And I don't think the, it ended poorly between the Brewers and Jeffress. I, I don't know why Jeffress is not a Major League Baseball player right now, but there's a reason. Right. Yeah, there's a reason. I don't know what that reason is, but I guarantee you, um, there is uh, there is absolutely a reason. Nine six, the Brewers lose in eleven innings to the Giants. This was a tough one today. We continue on in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Woodruff sets. Here it is. Hey, struck him out swinging. Blowing in with a nasty slider gets the strikeout, and the Giants are finished. 9 6, Brewers lose to San Francisco in the 11th inning. My name is Matt Pauley. Craig Kishan from Valley Sports Wisconsin here as well. If you want to join us, you can do so. 855 616 1620 is the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I want to mention two positives from this game that I think are really notable. First off, Tyrone Taylor has been in a big slump, mm-hmm. and because yeah. he is somebody who doesn't have a track record, Anytime he goes through one of those slumps, 
you kind of wonder, okay, is he going to get himself out of this? And he had a really nice game today, and that was right as his roster spot is kind of in question with the return of Christian Yelich. Uh, he goes two for five today. That was good to see. And then Luis Urias, who had a really tough entire month of July, and his playing time is is way down. He has the home run, and that's a big moment. So two guys who are kind of in prolonged slumps, Urias longer than Taylor, um, to see those guys do what they did today, I thought was really good. Really good, and and these are the guys that have kind of carried this team, mm-hmm. obviously, in really important roles with Arias in that infield over the course of the last couple of months and, and accepting his role on the team after the big trade to get uh, Adamas in here. And then Taylor, um, I can't say this enough about not only with his bat, what he's he made a big catch out there tonight as well. Uh, with with Woody out on the hill, um, his his defense is is really really good, and um, you know Christian Yelich's defense is is not quite as strong, I don't think. Um, so when he returns, you know hopefully he'll be able to 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 pick it up, and they they won't lose much there. But um, Taylor's been just really really good, more more than I think they uh, could have could have thought when he was uh, when he was put out there in the first place. Let's go back to the phones. George is in Sheboygan. Hey, George, you're on WTMJ. Okay, well, I'm uh, the last two games I attended in person were the no hitter or the want to be no hitter in tonight's game. So, uh, oh, you're the bad uh, you're, you're bad luck then. <laughs> I'm bad luck. Yeah, in fact, I'm going to burn my hat and shirt when I get home tonight. Uh, but. Uh, you know, with all that's going on and everything else, you look at those two games and you talk about what goes on. you got two good players who've been tremendous contributors. The other night it was Adamas, and tonight it was Garcia. They made a mistake. There's 162 games. They're allowed to make an error. Now, what we don't have anymore without what the bullpen in the situation is, we don't have those erasers or those people who can come around and uh, – mitigate the problem with the air we just it just puts a, a bigger load on the people who are there and you have a mistake like that the game was over you know tonight i mean uh garcia catches the ball it's over the other night uh adamas picks up that double play ball faces loaded the game's over you know so i mean it's so yeah it's the bullpen situation is serious but there's an end to it and i am you know i i I don't see where, you know, it's, yeah, you gave up two games. There's 162 of them. So I don't see it being a big, and like, and, and I think now with uh, Urias and Taylor and Yellich coming back, look at that we're going to have uh, at the position players. I mean, it's actually looking pretty good. Yeah, George, you win our uh, perspective ward for the night. I, I can't disagree with anything you said. And the most important thing, look, I understand. The Brewers don't have the NL Central locked up. The Reds can still go make a run. The Reds win today. The Brewers lose. So the the Brewers lose a game in terms of uh, of their lead. But as it would appear that the Brewers are rolling to an NL Central title, it's it's important to remember that a game like the other day that Adrian Hauser pitched and the Brewers end up losing the game like today. Um, you're winning those games if this is a postseason game and you've got your, your entire roster put together. And in some ways. That's more important than the simple loss today. It is, and and I think you know the the other flip side of that is you you certainly hope that you don't get down to the point of the season where those two losses in the matter of days um, 
come to cost you at, yeah. at the very end too. So nothing, nothing is guaranteed at this point. There's no no doubt, and um, you know the Brewers are just going to have to continue to, you know, live through this COVID thing. And and uh, I heard you mention today no positive tests. Uh, so the good news is you, you hope they're turning it around. Let's go to Matt in Missouri, who's giving us a call. Hey, Matt, you're on WTMJ. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I just I wanted to see if you guys had any comment on a council or yeah, a council. Uh, Norris and Curtis um, only pitching both one inning uh, when like the majority of our bullpen has COVID, um, and uh, Boxberger and uh, Williams are unavailable. Um, and then also one other thing is the Giants are a really good baseball team, uh, so I think we'll be fine. Um, although we did lose a game, um, we played the Giants really well tonight. Yeah, Matt, appreciate it. And you're right, the Giants are really, really, they are. You, they should, the, the Giants should come back and do what they did when you have a play like that in right field. You give them the door to walk through, uh, they're going to. I just think the way this game set up for the Brewers tonight, so Woodruff gave you six. He wasn't going to give you seven. He was uh, His pitch count after six innings, when he was done, he finishes at 104 pitches. So he's done. I, I think when you... When you kind of chart out this game, if you're Craig Council, I'm guessing that he knew that if this was going to be a three-inning bullpen cover, three innings of a tight game that you were winning, it was going to be Curtis Norris and Suter for those final three innings. I think that was probably how it was drawn up uh, going into this game today. Yeah, and I think probably the biggest surprise out of that for us was to see Suter be the closer in this situation. Um, But he's been pitching really, really well. Um, as of late, there's no question about that. And Curtis and Norris needed to see. We needed to see what we saw tonight out of them because they they've struggled out of the gates in a Brewer uniform. So um, to me, I have no problem giving them their their inning each. Mm-hmm. They both did well. They they needed to get their their feet back underneath them with their new team here right now. And so. Those are definitely positives. There's no doubt. And also, they're not being brought in here to be multi-inning guys. They are. No. They're being brought in here to be single-inning, high-leverage moment guys. When you right. need to help bridge the gap to Boxberger, Williams, and Hader, or when one of those guys isn't available. Yeah, when exactly what we saw tonight. They're right. in it with a one-run lead. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. It's the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line. The post-game comments. Manager Craig Council next here on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studio, this is News Radio WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. From the stretch, the pitch. Hey, struck him out swinging. Daniel Norris finished off Brandon Crawford. Down and away. Wow. 9-6, Brewers lose in 11 innings to the San Francisco Giants. This game was 2-1 going to the 9th, 2-2 going to the 10th. It finishes 9-6. A play in right field not made by Viseo Garcia. That would have been the final out of the game. Manager Craig Council spent some time with the media just a little while ago and opened up his postgame thoughts talking about that moment. Um, I think he just got himself kind of stuck on the wall a little bit and then had a hard time kind of changing directions. I think he was preparing himself to make a catch against the wall and the ball just never got there. So he got a little, he just got a little tied up and his feet got tangled up and he couldn't recover from it. 
Did, did, he, did it look like he got a little tangle up in the padding out there? There's padding between those sections of that. I didn't. I didn't see that. You probably you know better than I would on that one. Yeah, but but he look. Like, he definitely did not go to the right spot though, where the ball was, right? Yeah, I mean, I think he was he was along the wall, and, and you know, he was trying to sprint into a spot, and he just he just when he tried to change directions, that's where that's where he ran into trouble. But that once you don't win there. And it goes deck strings. It kind of you know, you're missing some of your pieces in the bullpen. It kind of made you do some stuff that normally you wouldn't do, right? Well, I I don't know about that. I mean, you know, we I'm mean, I'm not sure what that. I mean, we put our guys in. We they they did a good job against them. They did a nice job against Sanchez. Um, you know, you get into extra innings, and there's there's a rally kind of starting right away. Um, and they, they did a nice job keeping the pressure on. Craig, what about Woody and the way that he really had to battle the last three innings, especially with bases loaded? Yeah, I, I thought it was a real gutsy performance from Woody. Um, like you said, the last he had to make a lot of big pitches, a lot of um, pressure pitches. The last couple innings, he was, you know, cruised the first three, um, and then they made it really tough on him. Um, but he, but it was a great outing in that he did make pitches the last three innings. Um, they did a nice job against some of those, those fourth, fifth and sixth innings and, and got base runners and put pressure on him, but he kept making pitches. Craig, Craig, does it make it tougher when they use so many pitchers? Uh, I guess Sanchez was on a limited count coming off injury, but does it make it tougher? Their bullpen's really good too. When they keep switching pitches, almost like a bullpen game, it turned out to be. Yeah, that's what we expected. Um, yeah, I mean, we were, you know, we, we were quiet offensively, um, for sure from, you know, we kind of didn't catch a break on Avi's ball. That was, that was a big play too. I thought where Avi's ball goes over the fence and we didn't, that, that cost us a run there. Um, you know, but, uh, but that was the only inning we really had a rally going. Um, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't, put much pressure on their bullpen. Um, and uh, so their, their bullpen did a nice job. Um, we, we were kind of up to the task. I thought Curtis and Daniel Norris had great innings, um, you know, and, and kind of from there, the game got a, got a little crazy. Craig, was it nice to see Luis deliver that home run in that spot, just considering how the last week or so has gone? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think Luis has been swinging the bat really well. He's been getting, he's had a bunch of bad luck, but he's, he's sounded some balls to the outfield that have been caught. Um, so he's, he's swinging it well. Um, and he's, he's a dangerous bat for us. Craig, I think it's obvious, but just to get the answer, uh, Box and Devin were down, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were down. And Craig, Craig, just, um, with, with it, <clears throat> the way you were talking about the offense, was that part of like the, the rationale for like maybe having the infield in there on the, the 10th inning? Yeah, well, it's it's you know that's it's an interesting one. It's um, you know you start with the man. First of all, their their pitcher that was in the game at the time, Rogers, was uh, I thought that's a difficult guy to score against. As it turns out, you know they had an inning where it, he he wasn't in the game. Um, so it's it's you know it's man on second and conceding a run. That that's that's kind of the 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 question there. Um, that that you're 
was thinking about. Obviously, we started the man on second. He got a better chance to score. Um, but that that certainly was a decision that I, that you look back on, and um, you know we'll think about that one again because it's uh, you know it's it's easy to play. It's easy when you back up and think maybe that's a double play ball and they score one and it's a, it's a different game. That pitcher's not in the game. Rogers in the game. You know, a little bit different situations happen after that. But it, it's tough to concede a run in the tenth inning. You know, that's that's it's tough to do. There's a you know beyond Luis's home run, Craig, a pretty electric response from Willie again. I mean, he just keeps rising to occasions for you. Yeah, I mean that that it. I agree with that. It was just, it was, uh, you know, the two run homer, it's, it, it almost quiets it down a little bit. It makes it a one run game, but it's, you know, then you gotta, you know, then it's a kind of a traditional, traditional game again. Um, and you gotta score a run and, and for Willie to hit a homer there was, uh, it was just incredible. Hey, Craig, just uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. hadn't played for a while. I was, I was wondering, is he okay? He's not sick or hurt or anything. Nope. Right? Nope. Okay. He's fine. Yeah. Okay. Manager Craig Council, meeting with the media just a little while ago. I found it to be, um, I enjoy listening to him talk, and I, I feel like he answers questions in non-cliche ways and gives thoughtful answers more often than not. Um, I, When he was asked about the infield playing in, he, I, it felt like he was, he, he, he was essentially saying, you know, maybe if, if you have that decision to be made over again, might go the different direction. And, um, gave, gave his reasoning, and I think his re- again. What I said earlier is, if I would have been making that decision in that moment, I would not have played the infield end. In. But as it happened, it was a hmm moment for me. It was not a oh my gosh, this is a huge mistake moment for me. Like it was, it was one where I would have leaned towards playing uh, the infield back at that moment. Uh, but the the reasoning behind it, and it kind of goes back to the run scoring environment and where you're at and the ability to score runs. That one single run felt more vitally important in that moment than it actually turned out to be. I think that's a very valid opinion from, from Craig Council on why he did that. It didn't work, and it might not be the right opinion either. And for the fact that he said, you know, they'll go back and kind of look at that and think about how they they they'll approach that exact same situation moving forward. That's all you can ask for. That's uh, I really appreciated the way uh, he he answered that question with a whole lot of candor. How did this game all play out? We'll uh, we'll discuss it with the highlights. We'll do that next here on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. 9-6 Giants in 11 innings. I chuckle because it did not feel like that's the direction this game was going to be going. Brandon Woodruff getting the start for the crew. Bullpen game for the Giants starting with Aaron Sanchez. It would be the Brewers who would strike first. It would happen in the third inning. With uh, well, to start the inning, Colton Wong walks, and then that brings up Willie Adams. A line drive down the left field line and into the left field corner for Adams. Wong's around second. He's chugging around third. Colton Wong's going to score. It's an RBI double for Willie Adams, and the Brewers take a one nothing lead. That would end the day for Aaron Sanchez. Former Brewer Jay Jackson then comes on to pitch. In the top of the fourth inning, the Giants answer that run as uh, Brandon Woodruff faces off against Brandon Belt with one out. One, two. Fly ball, right center field. Kane racing back at the warning track. He leaps up. It is gone for Brandon Belt. 
Brandon Belt homers in the second consecutive night. And he's tied this game at one. But the Brewers answer that run in the bottom of the fourth inning. It starts with leadoff hitter Tyrone Taylor. 1-0 pitch. Fly ball, shallow right. This is going to be trouble if it's fair. Racing in is Wade. He won't get there. It's a fair ball. It'll roll all the way into the corner. Taylor off to the races. He's around second, and he dives into third safely with a triple. Lorenzo Kane then hits a sacrifice fly to score Taylor, and it makes it a 2-1 to game. Brewers get a couple runners, strand a couple runners in the fifth inning against uh, Jose Alvarez, who came in to uh, pitch. Uh, for Brandon Woodruff, he was pretty much rolling along. He would uh, have a couple runners aboard in the sixth inning, was able to pitch out of it, and then his day was done as John Curtis, he would throw up a scoreless seventh inning. Daniel Norris pitches a scoreless eighth, so it remains a 2-1 game going to the ninth inning when Brent Suter comes on. The first batter he faces is Chris Bryant. He gets a base hit. And then with uh, two outs, it is Tommy LaStella at the plate. The pitch. Swing and a fly ball. Right field. Warning track. Playable. Is it caught? Yes. And dropped by Avi Garcia. The tying run is going to score. Stella's going to wind up at third. It is ruled a triple as Garcia can't make the play out in right field, and that ties it up at two apiece in the bottom of the ninth inning. The Brewers go down relatively quietly. So we go to the tenth inning, and that's where things get wild. Miguel Sanchez, he uh, starts things off in the uh, tenth for the Brewers as Wilmer Flores starts the inning off at second base. Uh, would give up a base hit to Lamont Wade, so runners on uh, at the uh, corners. There was an air, actually runners on second and third after an air was charged to uh, Garcia on a throw in. They then intentionally walk Brandon Belt. They load the bases for Buster Posey. 3-2 pitch. Bouncer back up the middle and into center field for a base hit. One run is in. A second run is around third. Wade will score. And it's a 4-2 lead for the Giants and runners on the corners and still nobody out. Brandon Crawford then hits a sacrifice fly, makes it a three-run top of the 10th for the Giants. They lead 5-2. We go to the bottom of the 10th as Harlan Garcia comes in to pitch for the Giants. Uh, runner starting on at second for the Brewers, and they're going, that's Manny Pena, by the way. And uh, they start the inning off with pinch hitter Luis Urias. And this is a hard hit ball out to deep center field. Going back is Slater at the track. He looks up. It is gone for Luis Urias. And the Brewers are within a run here in the 10th. After a Colton Wong ground out, Willie Adamas comes to the plate. 1-2 pitch. High drive. Deep center. Slater's back at the track. Bye-bye baseball. We are tied. Brewers then have a chance to win the game with Eduardo Escobar and Avisael Garcia coming up to the plate, but they strike out and ground out respectively, and it is a 5-5 game going to the 11th inning. Sal Romano comes on to pitch for the Brewers. Austin Slater starting at second. Romano would get the uh, first out of the inning, but it's a ground out that allows Slater to move to third in front of Lamont Wade. Line drive in right field for a base hit. That'll score a run. Giants back out in front 6-5. to five. Next hitter, Brandon Belt. 3-2 pitch. Belt, a drive out to right. Garcia's back on it, looks up, it is gone. 
And Belt has hit his second home run of this game and his third of the series, and the Giants back up by three runs again. After a Buster Posey uh, base hit and a Brandon Crawford ground out, Chris Bryant is at the plate. First pitch to Bryant, and this is a drive out to right field. Back on it is Garcia. He looks up. It's off the top of the wall. Posey's around third. He's going to score, and Bryant sliding into second with a double. It's 9-5 to five Giants as Chris Bryant has had himself a night. Three hits now for Chris Bryant. So can the Brewers come back for a second inning in a row? Jake McGee, the new pitcher for the Giants. Avisao Garcia starts the inning off at second. Rowdy Telez flies out. That allows Garcia to move to third. After they strike out from Tyrone Taylor, it brings up Lorenzo Kane. McGee's 0-2. And Kane, a little flare into shallow center, racing in a slider. He's going to have to let it drop. Garcia will score from third. Kane gets the Brewers one run closer. It's 9-6 San Francisco. But that would be the final score as the Giants get the win, 9-6. They go to 70-41. and 41. The Brewers drop to 66-45, and 45. winning totals for San Francisco. Nine runs, 14 hits, no errors. They leave 11 for the Brewers. Six runs, 10 hits, one error. They leave seven. The winning pitcher, Holland Garcia, check that. The winning uh, pitcher is Jake McGee. He is 4-2. and two. The loss goes to Sal Romano. He drops to 0-1. Home runs in the contest. Brandon Belt hits two of them. His 13th and 14th for the Giants. For the Brewers, Luis Urias is 14th. Willie Adamas is 20th. The game lasting four hours and 26 minutes. Played in front of a crowd of 34,155 folks. So now that sets up a rubber game in the series finale tomorrow afternoon. We preview that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Tough evening for the Brewers. They lose in 11 innings by a 9-6 score. Welcome back. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Here's what else took place around the division. The Reds pick up a game on the Brewers. First time that's happened in a really, really long time. They had been uh, each winning and each losing on the same days for a while. Well, that finally changes tonight as the Reds knock off the Pirates by an 11-3 score. Victor Gutierrez got the start for the Reds, went six, allowing one run on six hits. He picks up the win, his seventh of the year. The Reds uh, get home runs from Joey Votto, his 23rd, Nick Castellanos, his 19th, and Jesse Winker also hitting his 23rd of the year. Cardinals, they knock off the Royals by a 5-2 score. Uh, Kwon Yun Kim got the start, went four innings, allowing two runs on four hits. He does not factor into the decision. Nolan Arnato hitting a home run for St. Louis. That was his 22nd of the year. And the Cubs get blanked by the White Sox. Cubs lose 4 nothing. Adbert Auzelé drops to 4-12 and as he goes six and two-thirds innings, allowing two runs on six hits, seven strikeouts, and no walks as the Cubs score their zero runs on five hits so things not going well there for the Cubs Brewers now have a six game lead in the division uh, over the Reds Brewers 66 and 45 Reds are 60 and 51 Reds are on a four game winning streak right now so yeah they've cut that deficit down to six Cardinals are 10 and a half back the Cubs 14 and a half back and the Pirates they are now 25 and a half games back. As far as that uh, wild, as far as the wild card stand.
standings go, as we keep an eye on where the Cincinnati Reds stack up, they are now within two and a half games of the San Diego Padres for that second wild card in the National League. So don't count the Reds out, even if they uh, don't win the division from being a playoff team. Brewers and uh, Giants wrap up the series coming up tomorrow. Brett Anderson, lefty, goes for the crew, 4-5. and five. Johnny Cueto goes for the Giants, 7-6, and 110 first pitch. Our coverage begins with Brewers warm-up at uh, 12 o'clock. I'll have you for that, and then I'll have you following the game for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.